Hi, hello everyone. Uh, this is again Cynthia Concordia from Dream to Rise podcast, and uh, welcome, welcome to all of you. That welcome that you're always here tuning in because now I have a very young lady who um, who is special, a uh, special guest who just graduated from college. She took up psychology, and uh, now focusing uh, on her career as an entrepreneur uh, she's only 25 years old take note huh <laughs> and now <laughs> and now she's an entrepreneur huh excuse me and uh, her main focus is to spread that love no to help people um, uh, with their personal growth and educate others about the the deaf community Helena is actually having a hard time hearing and became a deaf at uh, became deaf at the age of four however she just she's now living the life she loves because she's passionate uh, in terms of sharing her story to others especially those with that dis- with this disability Okay, without further ado, let's welcome Miss Kalina Powell. Kalina, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Oh, it's an honor to have you and it's a pleasure to have young ladies, young kids, <laughs> not kids, no? Young adults <laughs> focusing, <laughs> focusing now on their purpose in life. And that's what exactly. I... Exactly. Yes. Um, I would just like to ask you, and um, let's go deep dive, no? Uh, okay. Tell us something about yourself that brought you to where you are right now, Kalina. So, I came deaf at the age of four, and while growing up, it was very difficult to find someone that looks like me. And, you know, there was a lot of lack of reputation when I was growing up. I never had anyone that could look up to or anyone I could talk to, especially um, especially because I went to a lot of schools, different schools, because I actually went to a deaf school and a hearing school at the same time. So it was very interesting because I feel like when I'm with the deaf school, I felt more included and felt more open and be myself. But the hearing me, I had to work 10 times harder. And when I got older, I realized that why do I need to work 10 times harder in the hearing community where, where there's so many lack of education about the deaf community? And that's why a lot of times the hearing community don't know how to get susceptible to us. And, and that's where it lead me to take psychology because I didn't want it to make an impact on those who are deaf who have different disabilities so that they can have someone to look up to, just like the way I did not have someone myself. So that was definitely something I was passionate about to help people who are deaf, but also people who are not are not deaf as well. But, um, but because I know based on my experience, I know what it's like to not have anybody who looks like you or ever been in the street before. So that's where I got the passion from. And as well, um, and also too, because that's what leads me to my book as well. Because if you ask yourself, have you ever read a book by a deaf author? 90% of the people I've met who are hearing tell me no. 
and that's where I truly tried a book. And my book did got me leave, but also wondering, did she have a workout? Yes, my book is out. Um, it's called Every Day I Am Just Death. Okay. Why did you, Every Day I Am Just Death? Is it up to the present tense? <laughs> <laughs> You mean what? What do you mean by that? Every day I am just deaf. Deaf. I, I know deaf because that's that's the this that that's your problem. But does it connote a, a, another meaning? Because I know you can hear. Yeah. Is there still an existing meaning about the deaf? That definition of deaf. So the reason why I came up with that title is because. There's no title that would catch me. I wanted a title to be like, hmm, every day I'm just deaf. What kind of book is this book supposed to be about, right? So I want people to be really good and get them interested. And for me, honestly, being deaf, there's, two, there's so many ways of being deaf, right? There's me and myself, you know, who wears hearing aids, but I don't know ASL, which is sign language. And I know a lot of people who are deaf who don't have any technology to help them help them hear where they rely on ASL so they don't know how to communicate verbally like the way I do but that's what I'm, I'm just surprised no in terms of you are able now to speak at articulately no in terms of because when you're deaf you are unable to speak really uh, yeah. no you, you can't speak but how were you able to overcome that? And how were you able to solve this problem? So, um, I would say when I was four, when I became deaf, my family doctors told my mom and dad, we need to assign Selena to a speech therapist until she was 12 or 15 for that whole long time period. The reason for that is because when someone who becomes deaf especially for those who are in a hearing aid or a token implant, the speech is different versus when they were normal hearing. So it's different with the hearing aid. So because they get older, the vocabulary changes. Everything, every time you talk, it change. So because I had a very strong, passionate family and support family, they encouraged me to speak a lot, especially dinner table, event, they make me, like, they put me in uncomfortable situations to make sure I can be comfortable. And that's what they did for me. Even when I was younger, I did not want to participate in activities because I was so afraid because I knew I was going to be around people that did not look like me, especially kids. Like, I was bullied a lot of time when I was younger. But then my mom always told me, like, you have to keep going because if you don't keep going, you're not going to learn for yourself. I want you to speak for yourself when you get older, without me being around, you have to learn how to advocate for yourself. So I actually started learning to speak up for myself at a very young age. I had to come up with comfort zone. I had to I had to start my thing in terms of talking to myself a lot because I was like, okay, I can do this, I can do this, I can talk to this here and here. I'm, I'm like that, I'm not like any different. So I had to be very positive a lot of times when I'm speaking to my style began my stuff up there, especially with the hand community. So how long again were you able to start speaking? I mean, how long? 
I mean, the the speech therapy is from age to nine, not from nine to fifteen. That's the yeah. time you were attending this uh, speech therapy. Okay, and uh, I, I'm glad. But was there a time? Um, yeah, because of fear and being bullied, did you take that as a challenge or? Because it seems that you really went out of your comfort zone. You took that as a challenge, right? But yeah. was there a time where in I really don't like, I really don't want to move on to move forward. I'm scared. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. And it helps when your family are there to support you. When they yeah. are, when you're being surrounded by people who believes in they, the, who believe in you. No? Exactly. Boost your confidence. Uh-huh. I like that. I like that. So what um now as an entrepreneur, how how long did you start this business? Yes, I'm so fresh and new. <laughs> People said, wow, you can't buy. I know, I am a humble person. I love working. I, I honestly consider myself as a workaholic sometimes. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. love working. I honestly, it's, not, it's because it's something I love doing, right? When you love doing something, you you don't realize that you're working too much because you love it. Uh-huh. And so that's where I realized that this is something I want to do. I used to work at nine to five. I did not like it. I always complain every morning. I wake up like, oh, I don't want to go to work. I want to call it shit. And I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. And when I finally graduated from psychology, I, you know, I'm like, hey, let me open my own business. Let me do my own time, my own hours, be flexible. And, and because I always had that passion to help other people, I'm like, hey, how can I help other people with my psychology degree? I did my research and I found out you can be a coach, a life coach with a psychology degree, or I can get my life certificate and all that stuff. I looked into it, I said, you know what, let me do that. It's just something I like doing. And, and I went great. Yeah, because if you are passionate about connecting with people, engaging with people, and sharing what you've learned in life, that's that it that helps no and that's the most important thing and life coaching is um is also difficult in terms of dealing with different types of people no but since you took psychology it's a big big plus <laughs> exactly exactly the big plus for me <laughs> oh yes yes so now what are you focusing nowadays um in in your life in terms of manifestation? I right now I'm focusing on um making my book to the next level. Um so because my book is on Amazon it's being number one in one number one category in the Hamas and Amazon category for the book session which is very cool. Uh so my next step is really take my book globally and try to get my book in the store, news articles and even try to get it on TV. If I can promote my book on there, so that's definitely my next step is right now is for my book. When did you publish the book? May 28. Oh, May 28. That's great. Uh-huh. And um, so that's the, that's what you're focusing right now. So what are your current, cha- current challenges uh, 
in terms of manifestation? Being consistent. Again? Being, being, being consistent. Like being, being consistent. consistent. Yeah. Because I feel like the reason for that is because, you know, like I mentioned, I'm a workaholic. Sometimes I don't know how to slow down and write things and look back of what I've achieved. And because I know a lot of times with motivation, sometimes I feel like I already achieved so many things, but then I might, I'm stuck, you know? And you're like, okay, how do I manifest? another goal or how can you make this goal one goal motivating it to be bigger or to be better I would say so that was definitely my challenge I have one motivating I don't know why I don't know if it's just me but I think I don't know but I just have that weird that yeah I know it's really weird when you mentioned about your goal the goal that you're doing right now is to uh promote your book right yeah and then continue with your life coaching so so you're saying that you are still thinking of how to make your goal bigger what yes. what why what ideas do you still have what plans oh, I, <laughs> I really, honestly i honestly after i mean what big goals right i don't know i'm a very um What's that word? Sometimes I tend to overthink sometimes when I manifest. That's my problem. Ah, and overthink. I have, okay. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I started to realize that a couple weeks ago, honestly. And I feel like that because with my book, I want it globally. Things with my life coaching business, I want it to be globally. And then it's like, how can I get it globally? Okay, what am I going to do next? Okay, what am I going to have my, like, so it's over, it's overthinking, it's over the lab. It's like, okay, I need to take a step back and go down. So that's my issue when I manifest. Yes, because of course we have to start from something and we build things up uh, and uh, it's hard also to overwhelm yourself with a lot of goals and uh, yeah, <laughs> and that's what it is. you get stressed out. <laughs> that's what you've said, you overthink, you overanalyze yeah. <laughs> and what yes. do you think is also Uh, what would lead you, what is the the consequences of overthinking honestly right now your body gets sick like uh-huh. right now I am sick because I overthink too much and I do have a cold right now actually so I think that's what happens yeah it affects your your health and well-being oh. yes exactly because anything that we do we should always have this balance exactly i'm learning how to balance it's very difficult in the entrepreneur lifestyle because you are learning right especially 25 you want to have this big thing you want to have this big house you want to have this car and then you're just i'm just 25 and you said like okay hey, 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 i'm 25 i don't have time you know like i don't yes. know i think it's It just takes, I think it's just this new generation now, like with being entrepreneurship. You see people like have things and have to do like that. I am I'm on my own time, a lot of time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take it easy. Take it easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still yeah. have a lot of years uh, on your uh, going, moving forward. So, but. Do you have uh, any success in terms of manifestation? Have you experienced success manifesting? 
Yes. So the steps I did was actually writing a booster board, and I said gold by 35. And I left everything I wanted to achieve, and I said, okay, I'm going to measure like this, I'm going to get this, I did this, this, this. So, so far, I checked off five things, so, which is include writing a book, starting my YouTube channel, and um, what else did I put out? Uh, invest, investing, so investing more money and um, uh, investing. the market. What, what yeah. do you mean, investing money? Yeah, investing my money in the stock market and and all that stuff. I don't know much about the stock market, but <laughs> I do have a finance uh, advisor, who does your finance guy, who does those stuff. Financial but, advisor. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so that was something that passed out, which is amazing. And yes, I learned about that. Oh, so you mentioned like about five that which you have. You wrote a book started your YouTube channel, invested money, what are the other two things which you have manifested? Um, paid off my debt. So wow. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Is this uh, your student student loan? No. Um, my family actually paid for, I have an education funding in my family. So everybody, every children have that. So I was lucky to have my family to fund my education. Uh-huh. And yes, yeah, so the only that I had to pay was really like my car, my credit card, just to help, you know, because I know young age, people like, ah, young age, <laughs> credit card. Yes, that was me. That was me. Yes. So, when, whenever we pass through the mall, okay, I, I have to buy this thing, but then there's the left and right, got distracted. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> but you're still young, yes. But I'm glad that at an early age, you have realized about managing expenses. Because that's yeah. one of the things that I really hope that the, the school will be able to teach the children. Because, I hope so too. Because yeah. I, I have uh, taught my children like that. To, and gave them a very minimal allowance <laughs> and then right. you know what happened because my children uh they they told me okay mommy will get will get a job a part-time work part-time job while studying and then don't worry about our allowance so what happens is okay they have a job they give me their paycheck I deposit it to their account and then I give them 10% allowance. <laughs> That's the thing. And given that 10%, it's up to them because I give, I provide for lunch, uh, right. the, the food for lunch and everything, drinks and everything. So that allowance is just extra for them. Extra, right. So, now they are very careful in terms of what are they going to buy in this mall. That's amazing. <laughs> amazing. That's really good. I, my, well, my family didn't really teach me about finance, but they always, you know, I think they were once. I think once I get my first car, that's when they would sit down with me about finance, and yeah. I had to pay my own car, everything on my own, and I was like. Huh? 
And oh. I felt like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize how expensive things were until I got my first car. And then my mom like literally sit down with me and break down and that you only use 10% of your paycheck. And I was like, mom, I can't live with that. She's like, you're gonna figure it out, we'll get a second job. And I was like, oh gosh, okay. So that, and then what I did was, I got myself a second job so I can get extra money for myself, so I can spend it on. And that's when I got myself a credit card and I went crazy. And I was like, oh God, no, 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 this is too much. So um, yeah, so I learned the hard way with money. Because it's not only the car that you're paying. There are a lot of attached things that uh, you have to pay, the insurance, maintenance, and everything. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So, I'm just glad that my mom left in very, very young. I got my first time 20. So, yeah. When? Again? Sorry, I didn't get that. Oh, my first car was at 20 years old, so I was able to pick it up finance very early and having all that lecture by everybody in my family. So, I was So I'm, now that I'm 25, all my friends always ask me about, hey, why you always save so much money? Hey, you don't come out. Or hey, you don't, you know, when I said, I was like, no, I'm not. I am investing for my future. Because a lot of people, especially my age, especially in their 20s, they don't take the time to educate themselves about finance. Like, that's the most important thing you need to learn in your 20s. Because if you're in your 20s, You can make so many mistakes, and but you can by the time you're three and have your own children, you know how to find them. Exactly. And you know, and then a lot of people, especially in their 20s, they do not invest their money at all. So it's crazy how all of my friends actually come to me about financing advice. Like, <laughs> oh, Kalina, I need help with this. Kalina, I need to invest my money. Kalina, did you do cryptocurrency? I'm like, no, and no. And you know, I had to tell them. So I'm like literally like everybody's mom at this point. That's because they see how I am very control of my finance and they see like, wow, like putting a note out of budget and so, yeah. Because the other children, they just focus on, oh, I need to enjoy life. And uh, they always look at what is at the moment, at the present. And uh, well, the my generation, the baby boomers were always after the security. So we really yeah. save, save, save. And now the millennials and then the Gen Z, it's just life, live life. <laughs> yeah. And then and then uh, ex- uh, try to experience what you can experience while you're still young, but. I, because I've experienced that with my children, especially my son. He wants to travel and he's a chef, but he wants to travel because that's how he will get experience from different cultures. No? And that's why, but I always tell him, always set aside money because exactly. you don't know when the storm will come. Just like COVID, that's yes. when we learned the lesson. Yes, exactly. See, and we learn from our experiences, no? And that's uh, that's why, um, like this one, the main reason why I'm doing this podcast is to reach out also to the young generation. That hey, uh, we also have a responsibility. Look at yourself. See what can you do to help yourself 
for a better future, help your family. And uh, that's how we try to discover and get clarity in terms of what is our purpose really, you know? Exactly. Yes. So, do you, what is your goal for the next 12 months? My goal for the next five months is really um, trying to get my book globally and trying to be on TV and be on news articles and um, get my get back my you know my coaching business to get more five more clients so my goal is try to get i would say three clients a month but i'm not overwhelming myself with too many clients and and that's it really how that's is, it. Just baby how is it going now uh, how's your business going are you having three clients a month i'm getting two one client a month two clients a month for now um just because i'm so fresh in the whole entrepreneur industry so I don't want to overwhelm myself too much in the beginning and um, that's because I just got my book published as well so that's a lot going on so um, yes oh that's great so you try to get your book globally your YouTube and then uh, your, uh, your your online coaching huh? yes okay which is three clients a month so what do you think is your main roadblock for, I mean, in achieving that those goals? The block, I would say, is balancing time management. Um, which, um, how should I break down my schedule a day? I schedule a day. I think that's what my block is. Uh-huh. Okay. But I think this is more on setting priorities, no? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's uh, that's always a blockage, a roadblock to all. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, but it's just really you have just like what we have mentioned a while ago. You're still young. There's still uh, you just graduated. And then uh, don't push yourself so much, too much, because uh, as look at what you, you're experiencing now. You're sick. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. And I do want people to know, if you're listening, you will get sick. <laughs> because of stress. And yeah. I discover that even though you don't like, um, you don't have cancer in in the family, cancer starts from stress heart problems starts from stress and those are the major uh, reasons why uh, there's a lot of issues now of uh, death because of those things so we have to manage our, our stress level by taking it easy work work-life balance there's this that's why in the organizations they always have this work-life balance so uh-huh so before we end uh could you give us the listeners as well your advice what is your advice that you could share with all of us my advice is study your goal if you want to achieve your goal you can achieve it 
and what I mean by that is also to study finance. I feel like that's the most important key a lot of people lack education on because finance do help you get in the long run. Believe me when I tell you, especially if you're young and you're listening to this, I really want you to study finance, learn about investing, learn about how can you save your money, how can you earn more money while you're sleeping, how can you earn more money. So that is my advice. Very good, especially to the young uh, generation. Yeah. Imagine. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you uh, do you have any contact details so the listeners could get in touch with you? Definitely. Uh, they can find me on Facebook, which is Kalina Power. On Instagram, I am Death Queen Boss. And my website, which is kalinaempowerment.com. Could, could we spell that? Kalina.empowerment.com. Dot dot Empower.empowerment.com. Dot yes. So to the other uh, listeners, kalina.empowerment.com. K E L L I N A. Empowerment.com. No, not dot. Um, a dot is out. Just put KalinaEmpowerment.com. Dot what? No, no. KalinaEmpowerment.com. That's it. No dot. Oh, yes. Dot com. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It. Okay. So, thank you. Thank you so much, Kalina, for your time. And uh, I wish you all the best. Uh, such a young lady with... Uh, big dreams and i know that those dreams will are all possible because you believe in those dreams and you believe in yourself okay yeah thank uh, you thank you so to our uh, listeners thank you again for uh, tuning in and uh, watch out for our next episode again this is Cynthia Concordia from Dream to Rise podcast have a blessed day Bye. Bye, Kalina. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you.